It's two redheads and one who went to the Indianapolis 500 talking about racing. I think that's me. I think that is you. Wow. How was that? Incredible. The mate, like it's, I would say the biggest racing event in the world. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm talking sheer number of people that attend and. It's been a while. I mean, you would probably have a better comparison between Indianapolis and I would argue Daytona's next best thing. I'm making the argument that because of the sheer number of people that go specifically for the racing, 300,000 people, no other racing event in the world attracts a crowd like that. Yeah. Well, Um, we can argue the merits of the racing, but crowd-wise, biggest racing event in the world, longest, like oldest speedo in the world, and one of the most incredible scenes and events that sporting events in the u.s so it was crazy yeah i mean i i would say that the indianapolis 500 is is definitely more well known than daytona 500 but uh at least from watching on tv pre-race ceremonies um and just pre-race in general it looked absolutely electric being there at the track i mean would you describe that as the feeling yeah like everyone you just imagine 300,000 people there That's to crazy. watch racing, to like yeah. pay attention to racing and they know what's going on. And one of the coolest things that I don't think happens at many other races or tracks is like the whole entire city of Indianapolis is into this race. Most people go, most people are for the whole month of May are into it and are invested in it and they just claim it as their biggest event of the year. And I don't think that happens anywhere in NASCAR. It's not like we take over Charlotte. Like it's Charlotte's NASCAR's home, but it's during race weekend. It's not like the entire city is all NASCAR, NASCAR, NASCAR. The entire city of Indianapolis is IndyCar, Indy 500 for the entire month of May. Checkered flags on people's porches like throughout the city. We went a lot of different places and everywhere was like that. And then I, my uncle was there too. So I went to see his friends on Monday and they were having like a post-race party or whatever like Monday afternoon kind of Memorial Day picnic and stuff and there was like probably 30 people there they all were at the race all talking about the race all still like be like oh did you see this did you see that like that whole culture and atmosphere it's like nowhere else is that does that exist and that's what I thought was so cool about Indy yeah it's a, a unique breed and that, that is that that is just cool i know it's not nascar and i know we don't see it in nascar but just be happy you know for the event and just really cool one one thing like a race the indianapolis 500 can unite so many people yeah. from so many different backgrounds and i they, think that's just the coolest thing ever and they're definitely not all racing fans it's like right. most of them probably don't follow indycar religiously but right. they all know this event they like it they enjoy it it's entertaining it's so intense like those final that restart with like whatever 12 laps ago or 10 laps ago or whatever it was the intensity like everyone was standing watching every single move every single second of that finish just knowing that anything could happen at any time and those guys were on the edge of their seats doing everything they can to win the ultimate race in their mind so ah it's just so cool to be to witness it yeah it, it that i mean it, it's been a while since I went to my last Indy 500, but you can definitely tell it's something special. And 
two, I mean, just the pre-race ceremonies alone, they go one after another on yeah. the tradition of, of singing back home again in Indiana and, and just the national anthems done so beautifully and, you know, the Purdue marching band. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so many cool traditions tied up into one that that's what makes that race special. It wasn't back home again in Indiana for me. It was uh, first time in Indiana. That's the song I sang. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you change the lyrics up, then that's great. Um, how would you compare it in total? I know numbers-wise, Indy kind of yeah. beat Daytona. But, I mean, when we talk about the Daytona 500 and Indy 500, that's kind of the two head-to-head big races between yeah. the two series. How would you compare that? Um, so I've been to three Daytona 500s, two as a fan, one working in, as a media member a couple of years ago. Um, as a fan, the experience, like Daytona, the first time I went was 2009. I'd been a NASCAR fan for like five years. Like that's all I knew. Like Daytona, how special it was, and it was huge. And I think just because I was a NASCAR fan and knew way more about NASCAR, was way more into NASCAR, it felt more special, but still able to appreciate how cool the event is for IndyCar even not being a really IndyCar fan I'll watch a couple races every year and know a handful of the drivers don't really know the rules that well but um, I think for the American open wheel fan that's passionate and follows that religiously it's probably the same way I felt about Daytona just being this mecca this ultimate event the biggest one there is Daytona definitely felt bigger just because I like NASCAR and follow it more but Indy still felt special in its own way and um the difference between attending a big sporting event or race in person versus tv i always felt that daytona it's cool to be there but it also feels different on tv yeah how would you you agree with that sometimes well you haven't probably seen the daytona race on tv in a while but I just yeah. feel like it just, it's different watching on TV than in person. And like on TV, you're just kind of front and center for everything because they show you everything, all the big moments, all the pre-race stuff. While you're there, you're among the people, you know, taking it all in. But at the same time, you're not still um, front and center getting to see everything. Of course, there was a jumbotron and we got to watch it, but you're kind of, it's just different. The broadcasters and how they express it all, it's definitely different in person. Um, it doesn't, and the thing I would say, it doesn't feel as big in person. Cause I feel like on TV, when I watched Indy 500 growing up, it felt really big. And of course it still felt big when I was there, but definitely there's a difference between TV and in person, but I don't even know what the question started here. I'm going to be like John Force on Dale's podcast. What was the question? Yeah, Where are you going with this? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll put in my two cents here. Um, no one wants but, your two cents. Well, I'm going to say it anyways. All right. I will say that. It seems like the Indy 500 had more buildup to it, at least at the track, too. You have Carb Day. You have the parade that weekend. It's a month building up to it, dedicated, and with the end goal being the checkered flag flying at the Indy 500. Whereas Daytona, even though it's a big race, it's the Daytona 500, it's, it's still a big event, the weekend still seems like it's a normal NASCAR race weekend. Yeah, no, no, Um, that's, that's basically what I was getting to. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of how I'm summing it up. <laughs> but I, and I think that's NASCAR, what Miami felt like too last year. My first time in Miami, I was like, this just feels kind of normal, even on TV. It Miami feels now, special. now Miami actually feels different. I think it's just because every practice seems significant, and it's just a, a bit different like weekend. But just the but, race itself kind of felt like every other race. Yeah, 500 weekend. 
you know, maybe you have the clash on like Thursday. I know. I or, think they should change that. Or you have the qualifying races like Saturday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of Thursday night, it seems like Daytona, even though it's only, you could say, two weeks, it still seems kind of spread out where there always seems to be something going on in yeah. the, throughout the week. And, and they have a really, they do a great job building yeah. it up. Like to see a little bit more out of that. Love the carb day stuff with the fun pit stop yeah. competitions, the parade. NASCAR needs to kind of get back into that and making it more of a tradition and, and fan friendly and, and build up this monumental event. I, yeah. I will say they do a good job building the 500 up right. as it is. But if you could add some of those cool things and make yeah. race weekend a little bit more geared towards the Daytona 500 and not the start of the NASCAR season, that'd be better. Yeah. And the interest level has definitely declined for Daytona in the last 15 years. Like when they used to get a crowd similar to size of Indy at Daytona, and then even for the clash and qualifying, like they got massive crowds all week. And that's definitely changed in the last 10 years. But Indy, I kind of think five or 10 years ago, they didn't get the size of crowds they get now or the interest level, but now it's kind of reinvigorated itself and it's back. So NASCAR just needs to figure out how to get that back and get the people interested in coming out for a week of events versus just showing up for Sunday, the big race, and that's it. All right, so since we're talking about buildup, do you think having the Daytona 500 start mm -hmm. the year off is the best idea? I don't think that's a tradition. I don't think they can change. I think they got to leave right. that. I don't think yeah. that would... I think it would ruin it, moving it anywhere else in the season. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, but it's interesting it. because Daytona is the first race of the year. And Indy, the Indy 500 is the sixth race of the year for yeah. IndyCar. And they do a good job building it up. But I feel like if you were to go into the month of May, hypothetically, as you call it, do the Grand Prix of IndyCar qualifying week and then the 500 to start the season, I still feel like it would have the same effect yeah but i just so, think, i mean do you think timing matters i think it just whatever it, since it's such a historic race how it's always been is how it's people are gonna want it to be and stick to it that's the tradition that's what they have to leave alone and that's what i feel like nascar is gonna have to do too because if they move the event that's been you know february and daytona in the same time every year if they change that that'll get a lot of people um it's just altering tradition is something people don't really appreciate, especially for the biggest events like that. I heard something on Twitter and it was, you read something on Twitter. You can't hear things. It was, um, yeah, I'm just going to ignore that. Okay. <laughs> it was, um, someone saying that NASCAR and IndyCar more NASCAR hypothetically looking to see if the Indy 500 could be moved to a Saturday to more encourage the double. It was an and idiot. can I just say, yes, so stupid. That is a horrible idea. God, that was terrible, terrible idea. But very I mean, NASCAR centric viewpoint that I think part of what makes the double special same is day. that it is on the same day. It's you. Once mm. you're done with the Indy 500, yeah. you got to hike it up to Charlotte, get in that helicopter, land when they're on the grid, yeah. jump in that fire suit and jump right into that race car. It's a fast pace moving yeah, day. Exactly. And that's what makes the double special. If it was a double between two days, that yeah. would there's no fun in that. And it's challenging that way, too. Like same day within hours, you're competing in 1,100 miles of racing. That's part of the challenge, yeah. yeah. you can't do that. And that's what keeps, like, it's difficult because it is the same day and it's a whole month commitment to do both, but at the same time, it's very special. I wonder if any car driver would ever want to do it with the Coke yeah, 600. Yeah, it seems, it seems like the double is more 
NASCAR drivers going yeah. to IndyCar, but and when was the last time an IndyCar driver came over? Connor Daly in the NASCAR Xfinity yeah, Series last right. year, but come on, well, I think get someone it, in the Cup Series. It you is know what difficult. I mean? It's way Let's more difficult Fernando. for an IndyCar driver probably to race in NASCAR than it is for a NASCAR driver to race in IndyCar. I can agree with that. Yeah. All right. Indy 500 epic. I, I know Andrew won't appreciate this part of my day, but the party aspect was awesome. Like people, and it's, all right, here's the thing. The snake pit, you know, that you've heard of that. Yeah. There's so many young people at the racetrack, but they are mainly all going there, which is pretty crazy. Like in the stands, my friend and I were probably, probably one of 10 under or 20 year olds in that section. Or no, there was a probably 15, 20, but for the most part, the racing fans are, you know, the older people and the people that have been around for a while, but like the party aspect of young people getting in the the infield. Yeah. But that's, I don't think that's a terrible thing after all. You're still getting into the race. You're like, if their parents are going to watch the race and maybe they're going to, there's something something for everybody. Yeah, exactly. I think NASCAR should try to do that. I think they're afraid to do something like that. Well, like, well, we have 30,000 people people in the infield, not even caring about the race, but the rest of them are like, you think they would want them to show up the race and care, but if they're having a great time and enjoying the experience and making an event out of it, like why not? I don't even know where I started with this, but I was going to say something else, but then that came up. Oh, beer. Oh, okay. That was just cool that everyone was partying and you could start drinking at 630 in the morning and no one had anything to say about it. Um, what I was going to say, what I was going to bring up is you mentioned how to get into the infield, you just needed a ticket, no yeah. special pass or anything. I found that was interesting. Even like for the Indy 500 too. Yeah. All right. Here's my NASCAR fan um, perspective again, going to an Indy car race where to get in the infield in NASCAR, it's very lucrative. You've got to have a special Difficult, pass. Yeah. You've got to have something. Or if you're a fan just with a ticket, you have a pre-race pit pass. And I didn't know to, until race day, until we showed up, that we could just walk in the infield and not need any pass. We could walk on the racetrack not needing any pass whatsoever other than the race ticket. We could walk to the gate of the garage with a race ticket. That access is incredible. And I get why NASCAR sells it because it's a way to make money and people will pay for that access. But I was just kind of blown away that IndyCar is just like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, walk wherever you want. Come right up to the garage area. See the garage. See inside where all the action is. And just have your race ticket. Take pictures on the racetrack. Yeah. And I know that you already know what that is like. Walking on the track, yeah. walking in the garage, infield. But for someone who's there for the first time and all they need is a ticket and they can do all these things. Yeah. Walk on the track. Go up and close into the garage. That's an unbelievable experience that in the long run could sell way more tickets and could eventually make the sport way more money than actually just selling a garage pass or pit pass or fan zone ticket where, I mean, I love that NASCAR is going into select times where you don't need a hot pass go in the garage, which is great. I mean, sell that experience. That's how I fell in love with the sport. Um, But you need more of that. Get people onto the racetrack. Sign their name on the start-finish line. Walk up to the garage. Free access to the infield should be the next step. Then you work on garage. But I don't don't see a problem with that. No, it's awesome, but they just never would do it because they've already monetized it, and they're not going to go back on not making people pay. Like Phoenix and Richmond, for example, with their new infield projects. That's genius. 
I know it's and there you have to pay to get in on, but like with a pass or whatever. But they're not ever gonna be like, you know, let's just open this up for free because they want to monetize it somehow. It's just business, but it'd be cool if the the ideal of just letting people go anywhere with a race ticket would be awesome. Well, another thing too, I know we're kind of this this idea will go the opposite direction, but if you want to increase engagement too, tracks get a lot of the TV money. They can make a profit without having to sell a single seat in the stands. Where I think the direction NASCAR needs to go is take some of that TV money, help the teams out who are struggling for sponsorship every week. They're complaining about costs and that forces the hands of the tracks to finally start doing a little bit more promotion, actually working a little bit harder to get, you know, butts in the seats where right now they can just reap the benefits of the TV money and walk away happy regardless of where, you know, attendance is. No, that's, that's the direction they need to go to. That's a great point. Um, my thing is that tracks rely way too much on social media to sell the experience of their race and literally don't do any on-the-ground marketing anymore. Like, the sh- people in Charlotte used to be, like, they used to claim the races in Charlotte, the 10 Days of Thunder, that used to be a huge event in Charlotte. And it just, like, you can tell no, not not nearly as many people are interested in the event anymore. And it used to be a whole citywide celebration of racing, and it's kind of not that way anymore. And I just think that speedway should be promoting the to the entire city versus relying more on the going to social media going online to sell the experience when not everyone's looking for it down there but that's a great point unfortunately only five more years until the tv contract runs out and it'll i very much believe will be drastically different money wise so hopefully they can maybe that'll encourage them to start doing some outside the box thinking i agree yeah it's something that needs to be done um, and I feel like it'll help all parties. And yeah. I'm not saying a big amount, but just enough to where tracks can still make money or at least break even. Forces them to work a little bit harder to get fans engaged at the track, watching racing, yeah. engaging in stuff outside of the track too. Like, like you know, at what's, what's it called? What? The Charlotte thing. Sundeck? No, the like days of speed or whatever oh, days of thunder <laughs> days of thunder no that's the movie days of thunder 10 days of you thunder just, oh 10 days of thunder that's it <laughs> okay <laughs> that's the movie no all right <laughs> yeah wait that's the movie 10 days of thunder that's what it's called um yeah and just get people back to the track is is what's important Gee. i forgot the rest of my point there <laughs> no, but time back to indy 500 they get 300,000 people to the track for this one event that's huge and just seeing the stands filled like that hasn't happened in nascar in a while of course daytona does get um sold out and stuff but like just seeing like looking around especially after seeing recent nascar races at indy just like looking around be like this place is packed these people are stoked to be here to watch this race and just hoping that like you replicate this experience to other tracks. I know it's hard when their events aren't as prestigious as Indy, as Indy 500, but I want to, we're shifting gears real quick, but I, I just briefly wanted to mention kind of some stats between the three races that we saw uh, this past weekend. The and then day in racing. It, it was, I woke up early in the morning. I was admittedly tired at, you know, waking up at like eight o'clock local okay. time. I got about five o'clock. Okay. But it was great. I loved watching three races. It's my favorite day of the year, but 30 lead changes in the Coke 600, which 
that alone is amazing because mm. that used to be the most boring race of the year and i would say that was one of the more entertaining races of the mm. year and by far the best coke 600 i've seen in a while i know you didn't get to catch much of it because you were traveling but it was a good race i was drinking not traveling oh all right 29 lead changes in the indianapolis 500 including that amazing you know back and forth battle between Pagano yeah. and Rossi at the end of that race, which was want, unbelievable. I've never seen something like that. The crowd was totally cheering for Rossi. Like I really? was too, because I'm, I'm a fan of young American drivers. That's kind of the niche I like to cheer for. And like Connor Daly was there too, like up front times too. I really wanted to see him get a shot, but like every time Rossi took the lead, stands erupted, not Dale Jr. level, but a lot of people were cheering for him. Not, and then when Pageant took the lead, the cheering kind of quieted down. But it was awesome seeing them want Rossi to get by, stay by, and pass him again or whatever he had to do. Did you see him like wave his fists? I saw on the replay, but that was on the front that stretch. Was so I didn't insane. get insane. Yeah, that was wild. Like thirty miles per hour, just doing that out the window. Yeah, wild. Uh, it was insane. Yeah, so. Of, over the course of the three races, we saw a total of 59 lead changes, zero in the F1 race at Monaco. I don't know. It was literally for 30 laps, they were playing follow the leader. It was horrible. And then nothing happened. People like and then there was like a time it. penalty. And so like the guy yeah. who finished second positionally didn't actually end up finishing second. So... Yeah. I don't understand how people say they are like diehard F1 fans because yeah. there's just no action on the track. Yeah. How Ugh. could you like that? Not NASCAR. That killed me. Yeah. I almost got in a heated argument with someone who said that Monaco was better than the Indy 500. I'm like, what <laughs> oh races God. were you watching? God. I was, I was about to like start a fight or something like that. It was ridiculous. Andrew's about to throw down. <laughs> but yeah. And then, so in terms of lead changes too just in nascar 259 total lead changes in 2019 compared to 215 at this point last season Hmm. lead changes 44 more lead changes this year than last year something is working now the comer and goer effect where it's different guys up front throughout the race and it's not the same guys it's awesome love that that they don't, the complaint I had about the Indy 500 was is that the same guy led a majority of the race. And it was like the first time in like over 10 years that someone had led that many laps. And But the awesome thing about NASCAR is, especially this year, there's so many different lead changes, especially like in the mile and a half tracks in the last couple of weeks. I don't know what happened. I think it's night racing is the answer, but it's like Kansas All-Star Race and the 600 all had these incredible races where there's so many guys up front. No one's dominating. It's all kind of even and equal and it's exciting to watch and you just don't know who's gonna stay up front and lead of course you see the typical guys up front at times but then there's a cycle of different guys and then guys coming back and going forth it's just awesome to see that yeah i agree it's entertaining stuff uh, i've got a good feeling about the rest of the season yeah pocono is going to be during my high school graduation oh you graduate on sunday yeah it's weird. weird so with my cap and gown i'm gonna have the race on the race on my lap <laughs> I can guarantee you that. I'm not missing Pocono. Not very people, many people don't say that. Yeah, I know. I know. But I, I, it's mainly for fantasy purposes, but True. it's a race. And oh. the ceremony is going to be so long. Yeah. Like, I need something to keep me entertained. I of course, sitting, I'm going to watch NASCAR. I sat in the front row for my high school graduation, oh. so I had no way to do that if I had to be in that scenario. 
Dang. Quick fancy update. Andrew beat me this week, but we are Ooh. closing in on the leader. I'm still in front of you in standings. I'm second. I cleaned up. But and not that um, anyone cares, but us two, our other league we have with some friends, the same guy has led for the last year and a half. And Did Jason the point lead? took the lead wow. by a significant margin. That's a so big deal. He's Congrats. dominated us. And finally, I've ca- um, catapulted to number one. I'm very proud of my fantasy performance from Charlotte. It was uh, it was something to witness right there. Yeah, for sure. All right. On to Pocono. On to graduation. Congratulations on making it through high school. <laughs> Everything's about to change, but it's exciting. Yeah, it's weird. I've had to say goodbye to so many different things. Like, I had my last radio class today, which was really weird and honestly i don't know how to feel about saying goodbye all of that yet you know i'm sure it'll hit me once it's all gone I'm like oh my god i'm never gonna get that again but at the same time i know i probably wouldn't want to go back to it so yeah for sure end of an era but it's a fun one nice where can we follow you on uh, social media jason schultz follow me at hey jason schultz on both twitter and instagram i posted a quality content from the indy 500 so go check that out yeah, go listen Door Bumper Clear and then follow Andrew in this order. Door Bumper Clear, then you can follow Andrew at... At Andrew Curlin TV on Twitter, at Andrew Curlin on Instagram. This week, uh, posting a video with Chase Elliott, who shares a story about uh, a cool tradition he had with Ryan Blaney after both of them got their first wins. So uh, that's what's coming up on Twitter, YouTube, and all that this week. So make sure to check it out. All right. Catch us next week. We'll talk more NASCAR, we promise. But this was a big weekend to talk about Indy 500 and that whole experience. Highly recommend. Go get your tickets right now if that's even possible for next year's because you will not be disappointed. It's a bucket list item. It's awesome. We love motorsports. I'm taking right. it out of my bucket and putting it on my wall. Oh, God. All right. Is this how we want to end it? Yep. Exactly. All right. <laughs> See you guys.